Pip, 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 sheep. Sheep. Pip, 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 sheep. Sheep. <laughs> You're not my sheep. You are a strange-looking bunch of people. You've got strange clothes on. <laughs> but you know, after yesterday, nothing, nothing is strange to me anymore. <laughs> but you are strange. You're wearing some strange clothes. But yesterday, though, I don't think anything is ever going to surprise me again. I, man, I, we've just been talking about it all, all night. Everybody... Everybody we've seen, we just, we just had to tell them what happened yesterday. I guess I may as well tell you. <laughs> you are strange-looking people, though. You know, my great-uncle Ebenezer, he is one smart, guys. <laughs> the things he couldn't tell you. He told me one time, he said, don't trust people in strange clothing. <laughs> but I got to tell you what happened yesterday. We, we were right here. My, my friends and I, the, the shepherds, I'm, I'm a shepherd. That's why I was looking for the sheep. You're not sheep, are you? <laughs> and, and it was nighttime, and, and we had just settled down. I was about to, to take a sleep, and a couple of the guys were up doing the first watch, and all of a sudden, this light, this incredible light came, and it, it was, I don't know what it was, a person, a an angel? And we were terrified. I mean, we'd never seen anything like this before. And it spoke to us. It said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news for all the people. And now here's the weird thing. As soon as he said, do not be afraid, all fear was gone. It just disappeared. And we were filled with this sense of, of awe and wonder and love. It was like the air was filled with love. I can't explain it. It's like we were breathing it in. It was amazing. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news of joy for all the people. Today in Bethlehem, a Savior is born to you, the Lord, the Messiah. And it didn't make any sense to us. What are you talking about? A Savior is born. The Messiah, God's chosen one, the Lord is born in in Bethlehem. It didn't make any sense to us. And then he said, and this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth, lying in a manger, in a food trough. Weird. And then the whole sky was lit up from horizon to horizon. Hundreds of them, thousands of them, just like this one. And it was so bright, I couldn't... And and loud, they were singing praises to the Lord. And I didn't know whether to block my ears or cover my eyes. It was like daylight. And we we just kind of hunkered down. And then just as quick as it started, it stopped. And you know how it is when, when something's so loud and it just stops and suddenly the silence is deafening. And we were blinded. We couldn't see. And, and we got up and we kind of struggled to our feet and, 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 and we're waiting. I couldn't see anything. And eventually, you know, you start to see things and the ringing in the ears, it, it kind of settled down. And, 
And, and we're looking at each other. You ever seen people that have just seen something weird? We, we, we looked at each other and everybody's like... <laughs> we couldn't make any sense out of it. But one thing we knew, one thing we all seemed to know, we got to go find him. So we set off to Bethlehem. We left the sheep. We left everything crazy. We went to Bethlehem, and when we got there, the place was jam-packed with people. Bethlehem is the city of David, and the Romans, they, they had called a census. They wanted to count all the people. They wanted to make sure they were getting their taxes. So they said, everybody's got to go back to the, the town of their family, their heritage. Well, nobody's counting us. Nobody counts the shepherds. <laughs> they care more about the sheep than they do the shepherds. But we got to Bethlehem, and everybody who's of, of the lineage of David is in Bethlehem, and the place is jam-packed. My great-uncle Ebenezer, did I tell you about my great-uncle Ebenezer? He is one smart guy. The things he couldn't tell you. One day he told me, Bethlehem means house of bread. Now, I don't know about house of bread. I felt like a sandwich. I mean, I, now, I don't mean like I felt like a sandwich. You know, I felt like a sandwich, like I was a sandwich. It was just packed with people and donkeys. Everybody brings a donkey. They're all, some of them have got one donkey. Some of them have got two. Some of them have got three. Depends on the size of their family and the stuff they're bringing. bringing. And donkeys, <laughs> you know what bron- donkeys bring with them? Donkey do. <laughs> the streets were just covered in the stuff. You could slide down the street on it if you wanted. My great-uncle Ebenezer, did I mention my great-uncle Ebenezer? He said to me one time, he said, you can sell that stuff. He said, if you just shovel it up and put it in a barrel, people will buy any schlick. And you can, you can sell that stuff. But we were searching for him, and, and we couldn't find him. We're going through the streets, and what do you ask for? Excuse me. Have you seen the Lord, the Savior? He's a baby lying in a food trough. You know, what what are you going to ask? But my great-uncle Ebenezer, did I mention? Great-uncle Ebenezer, he is one smart guy. The things he couldn't tell you. He told me one time, he said, you know, if the Lord lays it on your heart to, to find him, you seek him with everything. It doesn't matter how difficult it is, you look for him, you search him, and you do not give up. He said that, that there is something written in the, in the holy books that said, if you seek me with all of your heart, you will find me. And we did. There's an inn right in the middle of Bethlehem, and at the back of the inn is this kind of like a little stable sort of thing, and in there is a feeding trough, and now, here, here's the strange thing, you know. When we got there, there was none of that, oh, you go in. No, no, you go in. No, you go in. We just wanted to get in there. But again, what do you say? Hi, we're angels. No, sorry, we're shepherds. We, we saw angels out in the field, and, and they sent us here. The baby is uh, the Messiah. He's the Lord, the Savior. Like, what, what do you say? And her husband, he's a big guy, a builder. We thought he was going to throw us out. But, but when we told him what had happened, his face just lit up and he, he invited us in. And we went in there and, and he told us what had happened to them and, and, and we told him what had happened to us. And, and the mother, she was sitting there, it was just, her face was priceless. As we, as we shared the story, she just, 
you could see she was just taking it all in. And he told us she had seen an angel. And he had seen an angel. And we had seen angels. And here's the strange thing. What the angel told us affirmed what the angel had told them. And what the angel told them affirmed what the angel told us. And we were just all laughing and crying and hugging each other because we knew that we had had a God moment. And it, it was wonderful. And, and then... And then... <laughs> there he was. Lying in the food trough. Bundled up just like the angel had said. <laughs> and I, I can't explain it. We all knew. We just knew this, this is him. I don't know what came over me. You know, I, 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 I work out in the field with the sheep. And, and I was covered in sheep. But I went over and I just picked him up. I never held a newborn human before. Sheep, lambs, you know, but not a person. I didn't even ask permission. I just, I just had to pick him up and, and I was holding him. And, and all of a sudden it, it occurred to me, I'm holding the Lord. I'm holding my Savior. It didn't make any, any sense to me. And I don't know, I'm not... You know, don't do babies and that. And he started wriggling and, and jiggling. And, and then his, his little hand popped out from in between the cloths. And you know how babies do it when went up beside his head. And I went to put the hand back in. And he grabbed my finger. And I was looking at him. And he was looking at me. And I, you know, the love that we felt out in the field, it was like a thousand times greater. And I didn't, all of us, you know, it was like, am I holding on to the Lord? Or is he holding on to me? And then the strangest thing happened. I felt dirty. I just felt unclean all of a sudden. I didn't feel like, that I was worthy and I, 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 I put him back in the crib. <laughs> and then, I don't know what it was, all of us together, we just got on our knees and we started praising God and singing songs and, and praying. And then the next thing, the next, all of a sudden, we're all around worshiping a baby. We didn't want the moment to end. We just wanted it to go on and on and on. But then it kind of got awkward. <laughs> you ever been in a situation, you know, and it just suddenly feels awkward and you think, maybe time to leave. And the, the baby started getting fidgety and, and restless. And, and I realized he's probably hungry. He needs to be fed. My great-uncle Ebenezer. <laughs> Did I tell you about my great-uncle Ebenezer? He is one smart guy. The things he couldn't tell you. He told me one time, he said, when the baby needs to be fed, get out. <laughs> so we got out. We left. 
And when we got out to the streets of Bethlehem, it was, it was late. There were hardly any people on the street now. It's, you know, most of them had gone to bed, but the few that were there, I think they were probably still trying to find a place to stay, but there was nowhere left to stay. And that strange feeling that we had that we needed to go seek him had now been changed to this irresistible urge to tell people. Tell them everything that we had seen, what we had heard, what we had experienced. And it was, it was kind of weird because, you know, there weren't that many people on the, on the street, but everybody we met, we told them. And some people, you could see the way they looked at us, it was like, yeah, you guys have been in the inn just a little bit too long tonight. But some people... They were like, wow, Savior, Lord, Messiah. It still didn't make sense to us. We didn't really understand what was going on. Eventually, we realized we need to come back up here, look for the sheep. So some of the guys have gone that way. Some of them are over there, over there. I, I came here to look for the sheep, and <laughs> I found you. You're not my sheep, are you? Are you sheep? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) My great-uncle Ebenezer. Did I mention my great-uncle Ebenezer to you? (laughs) He is one smart guy. The things he couldn't tell you. One time he said to me, he said, you know, sheep are amazing and sheep are stupid. He said they're amazing because they recognize the shepherd's voice. And, you know, when I became a shepherd, I found out he's telling the truth. My sheep know my voice. When we're up there in the fields and, and all this, there are lots of different flocks of sheep up there, all my other shepherds, their sheep won't come. You know, I, I sound the horn, but they don't come for the horn. That just gets their attention. They come when I call. Yip, 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 sheep, sheep. They recognize my voice and they'll come out from within the other sheep. (laughs) The other sheep, they're afraid of me. They won't come to me. But my sheep know my voice. And they come to me. But sheep are stupid. (laughs) Sometimes the sheep won't come to me. Some of them will come and some of them won't come. I'll call them. I know they hear me. I know they know my voice, but they won't come to me. Now, why wouldn't they come to me? Well, sometimes I'll see them, and, and, and they've found a patch of grass, a patch of pasture. It's kind of lush, and, and they're eating on, the, on, on, on that pasture. And when I call them, they don't want to leave it. They don't really believe that I have something better for them. That I'm calling them to a greener pasture, a better pasture. So they stay out there. I know they hear my voice. And then other times, some of them are spooked. They're scared. Something's happened and they got scared. And and when I call them, they won't come to me because they don't really believe that I can protect them. That I can care for them. That I have everything that they need. You know, when the shepherd calls, why wouldn't the sheep come? It's 
Sheep are stupid. I don't know, maybe they feel guilty. It's not like the shepherd doesn't know everything about them already, right? (laughs) Crazy. You know the thing that gets me about all of this? Why me? Why us? Why did the Lord show his favor to us? We're just ordinary men, we're shepherds. We're not anything special. We're not the teachers of the law. <laughs> and it occurred to me, I wonder if we're sheep. If he called you, would you come? If he called you, would you follow him? Would you trust him? I wonder. If we're just sheep, then he's the shepherd. (laughs) Well, strange people in strange clothes. I got to go find my sheep. Shalom. (laughs) One day I'll have an app for that. Oh, Merry Christmas. That was an amazing story. And the cool thing about that story, it's a true story that we all can read in his word today. What a great perspective to see it from the shepherd's eyes and what he went through. And he is our good shepherd, too. And he wants us to come when he calls to. So think about that on this season. When Jesus is calling you, don't stay in that other pasture. Come to him. Let me close us in a prayer and then we'll get our announcements. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this message you brought to us, Lord. Most of all, we thank you for our Lord and our Savior, the Messiah, the greatest shepherd of all, Lord. We love you and we thank you. And we pray that through this season as we go forward, Lord, that we will not miss your call for us. And we will go out into this world and be the light to others around us. It's in Christ's name we pray this. Amen. So a couple of announcements. Um, First of all, don't forget your tithing. There's a basket over there for those who tithe locally here. Or you can tithe online. And I was told to tell you for year-end tithing, right, you need to get your tithes in before the 31st, okay? So um, if you you need to catch up on tithes or whatever it may be, I know some people will tithe more at the end of the year. Make sure you get it in before the 31st, the end of the 31st. Now, next week, the office is going to be kind of sketchy. There are several people who are out of town. So um, just, you know, call before you come probably uh, or seek one of us to let us know if you're coming by, and we'll try to make arrangements for you a um, uh, couple other things uh, we are still uh, working with the Kairos team uh, we have I think seven members of our church as part of this next Hutch and Kairos team and we're meeting again on the 8th of January which is great we have about 60 team members coming here on the 8th to meet again we'll have two more meetings after that so we're still set a booth up out in the foyer there so if you want to buy meal tickets you know to fund a prisoner's meal or you haven't signed the prayer chain, please 
feel free to do that. And those of you online and aren't coming in, if you want to do any of those things, contact one of us and we'll work it out with you, okay? So uh, everybody stand. Heavenly Father, we just ask that you bless us as we leave here today. Watch over and protect us, Lord. We love you and we thank you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you.